Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bossers Podcast. You know, that place where we like to play games, be better, and just have some fun, good times, and spread some positivity. I am one of your hosts tonight. Uh, everyone calls me PC Muscle Race. Uh, better known as LaRon Dawkins here from, uh, from the Boss Rush Network, also via Crossroads PlayStation Podcast. And with me tonight is our editor extraordinaire, Miss Stephanie Klimov. What's up? Hello. Way to bring the energy. <laughs> I'm trying. It's a it's a it's a Wednesday evening, and you know uh, I've had a busy day. <laughs> but uh, but hold on, because we've actually got a guest here tonight with us. Uh, <clears throat> you guys might know him if you uh, check out anything from the website for our for our, from our writing team. Uh, this man basically puts in some work. Uh, everybody, welcome, Mark. Who is it, Pereira? Pereira, that's right. Okay, right. I, I, I had to make sure I, that 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 Ian that the Ian and I throws it off. Yeah. As you were getting ready to say my name, I was like, oh, we didn't talk about this ahead of time. I probably should have talked about it. And you said it. Actually, I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. I have a, I have a rather, I have a rather like funky looking name. I don't know. It's not that funky on paper, but, but apparently, like people bastardize my name a lot. So I, I, I've True. gone through life trying to make sure I don't like jack up people's names. <laughs> Yeah. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. It's been a long week. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. <laughs> yep. Um, so, uh, if you guys are wondering, uh, Corey, uh, Corey has a night off. Um, he had way too much fun with us at Crossroads last night. <laughs> so, yeah. Nah, he just has a man cold. <laughs> the man flu. See, I wasn't, try- I wasn't trying to put him out there like that. <laughs> What's a man cold? A man cold? I don't know. You get a little sneeze, a little cough, and it's the end of the world. It's the so. end of the, it's the end of the freaking world. Yes, trust me. No, no it's all right. He's he, he's going through that stage where you know his kids are probably bringing continuous germs of all types, like on a regular oh basis. No, I told him the other. I told him the other day because he because he mentioned something, and I told him the other day that um. That uh, what that uh, what? Because he said um, he said everybody in the house is sick right now, um, like wife, the kids, and everything. And I was like, "You're next." And he's like, "No." I'm like, "No, you're next." <laughs> that's that's how yeah. it be. Yeah. So was it just a disastrous week so far? So for me, um, well, I. It's just a lot of things like work. Uh, we went back to the office more of a welcome day for the first time today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like a small segment of the entire company. So it was, you know, not a lot of us, but, you know, it's adjusting. It was great to see everyone, honestly, and, and I did enjoy it. It's just, uh, you know, that and, I, yeah, just it's just work. So it's just a lot <laughs> happening. And I said it a couple times. I, I, do, I, I decided to participate in that National Novel Writing Month um, mm-hmm. this November, but I think this might be the first year I'm not going to make it to 50,000 words. Like oh, no. How much work has gotten so busy. I can't even I can't even keep up with my boss rush um, you know, writing and stuff, which makes me very sad. Mm. <laughs> how about you guys? Yeah. Uh, my wife and I are going out of town tomorrow. Um, oh, anybody's so, exciting? Uh, we're going to D.C. for a friend's wedding. Um, and we're going without the kids. And so it feels like so it's supposed to be a short work week. And like we're going on a trip tomorrow. And it's been so long. And there's so much still left to do. 
before I could get the fuck out of my own league. That's what's just been a I know that feeling. Long week. Yeah, like Axel. I think you should, uh. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. I was good. just gonna say you should hit up Dan later there because I think Dan lives in that area. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, he lives in. I tell you guys all the, the. Is it DC? He lives outside of Annapolis. Oh. Right, never mind. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, what's up, Lorraine? It's a nice slot for the for the five seconds when it lasted. Yeah. Yeah, I was um I was actually just up uh, this weekend up up in uh, Northern Virginia for work. Right out of yeah. DC. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I was uh, I was up there for a day and a half. Yeah, we're we're going uh, Thursday through Sunday. Um, no kids, and so I'm just excited to sleep and uh, just not work and not. I mean, I love my kids very very much, but I'm just excited to uh, sure. have some free time. You know, so I'm looking forward to it. When was the when was the last time you guys were kidless? Well, you know what I mean. Like, just took a. Um, yikes. Uh, All right, that's done... every. <laughs> no, no, we've done, we've done, we've done something recently. We did something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't tell you. All right. Well, cherish every moment. Yes, we're we're very excited. It seems quite daunting to get to this point. There's a lot of work to do, but fortunately, uh, my parents live right down the street, and so they're going to come over and watch the kids. And, and so, it's the kids will be taken care of, and then we'll have a good time. Awesome! 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 Yeah, yeah like uh, like like work's been um, yeah, just I've just been going through the messages of work and everything. Um, like I was telling Stephanie earlier, like uh, like freaking Crossroads is is late to hit YouTube tonight. <laughs> It's like it's been a busy day. I know. Is it just this time of year? I don't know about you guys, but it's just right before the holidays kick up. I feel like I don't know. Everything just builds up. Anyway, I'm starting yeah. to complain like an old person. Let's let no, 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 no. You're you don't sound anything like an old person because I do it too. Like I, <laughs> this that time of year. I hate to say this, and I I think it's because I got beat down by all the years I worked in retail. Is that time of year where I actually can I actually cannot get in the spirit? I can't. It's just hard for me. <laughs> and I know that sounds I know that sounds very it sounds very mean spirited and stuff. But geez, like I I I've, I've seen some things. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Retail is what turns many of us into Grinches. I feel similarly. I just have this. No, Christmas is still, for example, my favorite holiday, but. That that spirit, like that can't that light, that fire is snuffed out. I'm just an <laughs> empty shell. Every <laughs> year, mm -hmm. I do it for my son. There you go, and the whole Santa thing. You know, that's what my mom tells me. My mom says, my mom says, once I, once I have kids, like I'm 46 years old now, like once I have kids, though, <laughs> it'll it'll turn around for me. Sure. I'm like I'll I'll take your word for it because like right now like uh like I hate this time of year like it's a time of year where everybody wants you to eat everything you know, um, yeah. the sun goes down way too goddamn early. <laughs> yes. Um, what else? What else? It's cold, so it starts getting cold, and um, I'm one of those people I don't like I don't I already don't like running, but I know I have to run to help like we'll, we'll cater to the weight loss, and I'm running out there in the cold. Mm, no, no. 
No, it's that miserable time of year. I got. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to be stuck in the in the garage jumping rope or something because I'm I'm not running. Are you gonna still be able to wear sleeveless shirts during the winter, Laurent? <laughs> <laughs> this is an excellent question. Believe it or not, the my room that I stream in stays hot. Like I have a fan blowing on me right now, and I'm still going to wind up like with my with my shorts stuck to my legs by the time by the time it's all over. <laughs> okay, so your fans will not be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just got to buy. Got to get what they want. Exactly. Yeah. I just got to buy new tank tops because I'm 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 running really. I'm, everybody's seen everything that I have as far as tank tops and muscle shirts, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta update the wardrobe. I bet they have ugly Christmas sweater tank tops, and if they Ooh. don't, and if they don't, there's a million dollar idea, my friends. Ooh. There you go. Patent no. it, patent it, patent no, it. That's right. Jump on that right now. That's right. I can see it right now. It's, it's 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 all the it's all the gym the gym bro like quotes and sayings just on ugly Christmas sweaters like yeah like this yeah. like like the sweater had sleeves but I flexed <laughs> shit like <Right>. that. <laughs> right. <sighs> so, other than work being busy and I guess and, and Mark you going on like a little mini vacation, um, have any of you guys been able to have, have time to play video games? Because I'll be honest with you. I haven't played this week. Like disappointingly, I just I, I was that full up with well, time. And... Well, you know, what? hold that thought because uh, oh. let's do housekeeping real fast, and then we can segue right into what are we oh. do, what have we been doing? No, 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 you're good. Sorry, you're, you're good. No, Corey's not here. It throws off the whole vibe. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, for everybody out there, this is the Boss Rush Podcast, the flagship show of Boss Rush Network, where each and every week we get together with our friends from around the internet to talk about gaming culture and everything we love about it. You can catch the Boss Rush Podcast every Wednesday night live on twitch.tv slash Boss Rush Network or on YouTube and podcast services every Monday morning. Follow us on all social media at Boss Rush Network. Join our Discord and our Face Group, and find all of our shows and content on our on our wonderful website, BossRush.net. All right, now let's Did you go. Say face Group. Did I say Face? I thought I said Facebook Group. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, maybe I did. Maybe. <laughs> Wait, has has Facebook has Facebook rebranded yet, or when when do they go live with that Meta, or is Meta a separate thing? No, I think, I think they're changing it so that everything is meta. They're changing everything to meta. Hmm. It, it, they're not going to be able to shake the stink of like what Facebook has become, though. They're not going to be able to shake that off, though. No. I, I, I've been telling people for years. Like I, Well, number one, I used to – I got a Facebook story. I was, a, I was one of those big, big MySpace guys, right? So when MySpace like fell off the edge, uh, edge of a cliff and everything, right? I was like, you know what? That was fun. You know, I've, I've, I've had my fill. You know, Snapchat was kind of burgeoning out there, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the thing yet. And it did not, and it wasn't, it definitely wasn't the thing that Snapchat became that made it so popular. But, uh, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't need to do this anymore. It was, it was cool. Like, you know, and uh, my sister was um my sister had just gotten commissioned in the army as a second lieutenant, and um and she was getting ready to go to her first duty assignment, which um if I'm not mistaken was somewhere out in Texas, I can't remember for sure. But she was saying how like you know like get on Facebook, get on Facebook. I'm like nah, I've already done I've already done something similar. I was on MySpace for like forever, and she's like, well, this is how we keep in touch with the family and everything like that. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. I wound up using Facebook more than she ever did. 
ever did. Like it was, it was, it was, it was to the point where my mom was like, "Yo, you need to chill." Like <laughs> she was like, "You're putting way too, you're putting way too much stuff out there." And so, and so ultimately, I have like this giant digital foot, uh, digital footprint. And this is back when Facebook was just, just basically MySpace 2.0 and everything, right? So you know, like I was doing the thing. I was, uh, I was, I was doing basically the live journaling. I was putting all, all, all the, all this bullshit up and everything. And um, and eventually, when I landed this job where I'm, that I'm at now, uh, the IT company I'm working with, um, I because I've always I've I've always been like an, an open book, like you know, like the one thing that uh, the one thing I believe that Facebook, uh, MySpace, and all these social media apps had going on when they first started out is it was a way for you to connect with people, share things about your life and stuff like that, you know, and you know, you know, conversate, you know, like basically. I feel like all these social media. Well, I feel like all the 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 main social media platforms that we know about. You know, um, their whole thing was connectivity. You know, uh, I feel like I feel like in this day and age, though, video games does it way better now. You know, like, but um, but it was about connectivity and stuff like that. I believe that was I believe that was the mission statement for everything. If it wasn't a spoken mission statement, I believe that's what it was when they before all these platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, just became their own like devil with two heads, you know. But um but yeah, so basically I basically treated Facebook, like MySpace. So, you know, like I put all my personal stuff, well, not all my personal stuff, but you know what I mean? You know, like if I had thoughts and opinions or, you know, something wacky or crazy happened to me or, or I was sad or upset and stuff like that, it all went on my Facebook page. Um, so I so I start working this job and, um, and you know, I'm I'm an open person, you know, like I, you know, like I, if, if, if it's something that I feel like people in my life should know, I put it out there and stuff like that. So, you know, I made the cardinal sin of, of allowing work contacts, you know, to be friend you to friend you on Facebook. Um. Yeah. So eventually, so eventually, what happened is, you know, like I'm just going about doing my thing, you know, like I. You guys know me for the most part. I'm not some rude, crazy, like crass, offensive person and stuff like that. You know, like if I have an opinion, you know, I'll go ahead and say it. But I try, but I try not to hurt people's feelings. Well, eventually, eventually, what started happening is like you know some of these professional contacts I had. Started getting really upset and offended by things I was saying, you know, like I've, I was too politically woke for them, you know, or, you know, like I was I was fighting for social justice way too much and things like that. And, you know, like, and, you know, it was a it was an eye opener because, you know, um, one time because my boss, we have we have a wonderful working relationship where we're basically like best friends, you know, even though even though he signs my paychecks and stuff like that. But we have a very good and open, like, you know, working business relationship, stuff like that. He called me one night. He called me one night. I want to say it was like a little bit after 10 o'clock at night. And he was like, hey. He's like, are you home? And I was like, yeah. He's like, uh, can I can I come talk to you? And I was like, sure. You know, I'm, you know, I didn't think it was I didn't think it was work related. I think I just thought it was, you know, he just he he was just out and he just wanted to like, you know, like, just like bounce something off me or whatnot. Come to find out that um apparently uh, apparently he had been out to dinner with a couple of clients. You know, and these are clients who were friends of who were friends of my Facebook, and um, I remember this well. This is after this is after the this is after the midterms. So it's the it's Obama's second term, the midterms for that, and um, this is back when the the governor's race is a big deal because like they're always fucking with abortion rights for some strange reason. They're always doing yeah. it, but 
but that year was but that year was crucial because like uh because like if uh if there if the governorship was 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 flipped you know more more red than blue like it was gonna just open the floodgates up for people to start fucking with roe versus wade and all and, and women's rights and all that stuff so i've been watching it closely and in my state virginia we um uh we 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 voted blue all the way as a matter of fact like our entire our entire state our entire state color was blue, like you know, from you know, like that the the house, the 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 house, the senate, and everything, the governorship, all that stuff. It was completely blue that 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 term. And I remember putting out there, because uh, because um, I was watching the elections closely that night. As soon as it got confirmed that Virgi that Virginia was the state that was going to keep everything like balanced, I put it there on Facebook. I was like, I was like, uh, I was like with. With Virginia securing the governorship for you know for Democrats, we don't have to worry about women's rights, gay rights, and all this stuff being messed with you know this time around and stuff like that. My thoughts and prayers go out to all of all the all the Republicans and stuff that thought they had this. That was all I said, and I and um, I didn't I didn't think anything else of it. Um, and that was that was like a and so like a week or so later, my boss is is coming, you know, asking to come to my apartment to talk to me and stuff like that. And he's and he's like, hey, he's like, um, he's like, I just had dinner with, with these people, and um, and they they mentioned something about your Facebook. And as soon as he said that, I immediately you you immediately start doing that, you know, that that rundown, that rundown that I that that. Did I piss somebody off? Did I say something I shouldn't have said? Did I did I did I get into an argument? Because I used to get into arguments on Facebook all the time with people, you know. <laughs> but but I couldn't think of anything. Uh, and and um, he was like he was like um, I can't remember what he said, but he was like he was like yeah he was like something something you said like really upset some people who were um who 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 watched who watched the the the. The who watch politics a lot closely, and I was like, okay, you know, chances are, you know, they probably did see something that I said, and he, and so he was like, yeah, like so I was having dinner with, with them, and they're like, you know, Laurent's a nice guy and he does work, but I don't, I don't think I like him that much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so I was like, okay, like what? I'm like, what exactly did I say? So like so like he so like he was basically like, let let's 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 pull up your Facebook and let's take a look. And I was looking through some stuff, and and finally we get to the to the point where I was talking about how Virginia won the governor's race, and and I see a comment under it. I see a comment under it from somebody I knew some from from, from somebody from work that I knew that I knew well. As a matter of fact, I believe i had i believe i had a wonderful working relationship with her she was one of our clients and stuff and you know like you know like i i think she's one of the best people out there you know despite like you know her political alignment and stuff like that i look i looked through i looked i looked at the post i looked through some comments there was there was a lot of like you know like like you know like 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 thumbs up smiley faces and stuff people people were agreeing with and stuff like that and then there's this one comment it's like oh that's good if you like killing babies and i saw the name I saw the name and I was like, okay, I know exactly who this is. I know, yeah, and and I was like, and I was like, is it this? And he looked at it and he read it, and then he looked at me for a second and he's like, okay, this is a little off the wall here, but. And then I just and then I wound up getting 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 a getting 
a conversation about like how like how like people knowing your political alignments in a in a professional world, you know, isn't always the best thing, you know. Like it's one thing if they guess that you're that you're, you know, like a liberal or a progressive or whatnot, but it's another thing when you prove it to them and stuff like that. And I was like I, and I told them, I was like, you've known me for years, man. You know I don't sit on the wrong side of justice well. You know I don't. And, you know, and, you know, I'm sorry, like, if, if I have to, I will go apologize to this person. He's like, no, don't, don't do that. He's like, don't do that. Uh, so basically, that was my, that was my lesson right there. And that's when I started, that's when I started not fucking with Facebook anymore. <laughs> uh, you, uh, and, and also the fact, you know, like, by that point, I was also starting to learn how Facebook was like just handling our personal information and all that stuff, and um, and I tell people every day, like whenever they have a conversation with me about Facebook, I'm like, Facebook is insidious. Like they, like they mishandle our information and stuff like that. So you know, like when Elizabeth Warren is taking taking them the task and stuff like that, and when we have whistleblowers telling everybody about what Facebook is doing and not doing and stuff like that for our elections, for you know, for you know, like you know, gun control and stuff like that, I, I just I'm just like. What's the you know that meme where it's like where it's like that that lady's in bed and she's got her phone and like the lights on her and she's got that face like yes I'm like that now I'm like so when people turn around and tell me like hey like I sent you a message on Facebook I was like I was like man you might as well send me an email because like I am not gonna see anything on Facebook unless I actually turn Facebook on that particular time of the year <laughs> so yeah there's my Facebook story. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, like Facebook got me in trouble with my job, and the sad part is, is not like it's not like I was in, engaging in frat boy behavior and like that. I was being a social war, a social justice warrior. So I was like, "You damn, you do, you damn, you don't." And I see that, I see that Legend of Zelda Game and Watch behind you, Stephanie. I see it. <laughs> I love that thing. You know, yeah, Box got it too. You know, it's it's cool as hell, but I do not like that. That I don't know. That green is too viscous. If that makes any sense, like that green is too much. <laughs> I know it's I know it's actually Link's colors, like the, the, the green and gold. But man, like when I saw that, when I saw the actual like when I saw it with my own two eyes, I was like, ooh, that's 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 too much green. <laughs> Gosh. Listen, I'm not. I I, I know I. <laughs> I have, I've I didn't get the Mario one, even though I love Mario games. But for some reason, I needed to get this one. I got it, and I don't. Sorry, I don't love the original Zelda game. Um, and but I do love Link's Awakening. But uh, it, like the screen on this thing is insane. Like yeah. it, it's it's like, blowing my mind how crisp and clean and I mean it is. It is an insane piece of hardware, and it's fifty bucks. Like it's crazy to me. Yeah, the, the, the screen on the the screen on the Super Mario one was 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 amazing. Yeah, and so I just have I have it here on my desk as a clock. I mean, I, I, I play on it too, but I have the clock set up and I plugged in. And it's yeah, I I, awesome. I use usually it for the clock purposes. I just like seeing the game in the background, and also yeah. that pleasant like tick tick, and then at the top of the hour, it has that. Unlocking a door sound that doo -doo -doo -doo, mm -hmm. like it's just Aww. it brings that Pavlov's dog. It's just like oh, that's, that's, that, that's cool. <laughs> I like that. Um, you know, because we had a we had a conversation a while back um, on on Buster's podcast about like how like Zelda just, Zelda got dark. You know, like especially like like I didn't realize like like Lesnar Zelda was like was about it like that. 
So I was playing Wind Waker and uh, and Link got that kill shot on Ganon. And then I come to find out, <laughs> I come to find out so the first time he's got that specific kill shot. <laughs> but I was um but I was watching I was watching someone do a speed run, and I had completely forgotten that when you kill Ganon in the Legend of Zelda, he turns to a pile of ass and, his, and the Triforce is laying on the ass. And I was like, wait a second, this is an yeah. NES game. <laughs> this is my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So Zelda's always been dark. I just didn't realize it. <laughs> That's right. Okay, but now okay, while Laurent's chewing, but yeah. I will say this: bring back my space. No, I'm just kidding. Let's not. But <laughs> I don't know those days. I mean, Tom. Tom still needs friends. <laughs> yeah, he does. You guys can be in my top eight. Oh God! Remember. Remember the battles? It was nine, right? Yeah. Well, no, they they turned they turned it into nine. They turned it into nine because man, there were so many battles about being in the top eight. <laughs> oh my god, social media. You know, it has its uses, but like I said, like I don't know, like I, my like what's what's the main platform you guys use? Because I I know for sure it's Twitter, it's it's Twitter and then Instagram for me. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram for me. Mm -hmm. Technically, still Facebook, and I know that's for old people now because I've had many teenagers tell me that Facebook's for old people. Um, I lean a little bit more towards Instagram and Twitter nowadays. Like Twitter is really more for my my like my author account, so to speak. So if I'm promoting my book or whatever, so I guess it depends. But unfortunately, yeah, I still rely on Facebook. Um, I like am partially ashamed by that because I there's a lot of things about Facebook that I've just obviously don't like anymore but i just i honestly just like putting my uh, quotes of my son on there and upload pictures and then i yeah. just log off <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you don't spend time on facebook it's actually quite nice like if you don't dig into what people are saying and if you just kind of skim the surface and then disappear <laughs> facebook i don't bother scrolling i don't want to see yeah, yeah. those conspiracy theories i yeah i don't do that that's the other thing too uh, that's the other thing too because uh because my mom, my mom used to get on me all the time talking about stop putting everything on Facebook. And then I wound up catching her like sharing and liking some of the most off the wall stuff. So I had to turn around and give her the phone call and be like, mom, I was like, number one, that thing you shared, that's false. That's false and bad information. Here's why it's false and bad information. <laughs> and, you know, I actually did the thing that people are uh, people are supposed to do, but pisses everybody else off when they do it. You know, I correct I correct the bad stuff and I let people know, like, hey, like this is not what's up. So stop doing it. But yeah, so um, uh, it it. it Sometimes it sometimes it feels good to scold your parents, and sometimes it feels like, oh man, I'm being a dick right now. <laughs> oh, I try to tell my dad not to get into these political arguments on Facebook. Like, I will see him just typing furiously on his phone. Like every time I'm hanging out with him, I'm like, Dad, can you please stop? You're arguing with strangers that you'll never meet, and nor does it matter what you're saying or what he or she they are saying. Uh -huh. matter. Yep. Oy. All right, enough about freaking Facebook. What what have we been playing? Yeah. What have we been, we've been doing this week? <laughs> I'll start. I played nothing. Oof. Okay, so what have you what have you been watching or what have you been doing with yourself this week? <laughs> this past week? I watched I watched Shang-Chi and Oh, I saw your tweet about that. 
I finally saw it. Like, I wanted to see it when it first came out in movie theaters. But, like, either no one was available to see it with me, and I felt weird going by myself. So, um, I, I love it, love it, love it. It skyrocketed to, like, one of my top MCU movies. I talked to Laurent about it a little bit before we went live, and I'll keep this brief. But I just love the representation. I'm biased because I'm part Chinese. But I just also appreciate how well they did it. It wasn't pandering. It The supposed bad guy I'm not going to reveal anything if people haven't seen it like wasn't your stereotypical bad guy with bad guy motives like there was I feel like there was there's just it was very well done I just I loved it very well done mm. it was beautiful yeah I saw it in theaters and I honestly I didn't love it the first time I saw it but I just saw it again um, with my wife she, she didn't go see it in theaters and so I watched it again and and once I had, and I, I, I'm like this a lot, I feel like with movies. Once I get over my first initial whatever, once I see it again and I give it another chance, I typically like it a lot more than I did the first time. I loved it the second time. I thought it was fantastic. I thought, um, honestly, it, the reason why I didn't like it the first time was my ignorance of Chinese mythology. And so it takes... Uh, a hard left turn about halfway through the movie and it dives deep into Chinese mythology and I don't know anything about Chinese mythology and so for someone not knowing any of that you're like what is happening this is so bizarre what am I watching um, but then after a little bit of research and watching it again like it's it's very it seems very authentic it seems I mean, the, the fight scenes are incredible. Learning a little bit more about the lead actor, I, I really like him and, and his story. And, um, it, I loved it the second time. I'm a huge fan now. I think you have a very valid like uh, initial reaction, because, and I w I'm not sure if it would work, but it would have been cool. I mean, maybe if they, somehow they found a way to explain some of the mythology there, because it's kind of true. Sure. Like, of all the cultural mythologies, and this is me as a Chinese American saying it. Our mythology is kind of like at the bottom is like kind of right. like Egyptian mythology and right. Norse salt mythology. People are like, what is that weird dragon horse thing or whatever? Right, like, what right, right. Yeah, and so and when I was watching with my wife, there's there's one part like I said, it takes a, a hard left turn into into Chinese mythology, and my wife was like, when we were watching, she's like, okay, this is getting kind of silly, and I was like. It's actually Chinese mythology. Like, there's a there's a reason for it. When, like, if it was Greek mythology and you have a Pegasus, imagine watching a movie and then there's a horse with wings and you don't know anything about Greek mythology. That would be bizarre and silly and a turn you didn't think the movie was going to make. But but if you knew about Greek mythology, it would make sense, right? Yeah. So so she was like, oh, okay. And then, then I kind of get that. So I'm. Okay, so um, so I'm gonna be the uncool guy here, and I haven't seen Shang Chi yet. But you will. I yeah, I yeah, I'm planning on it. The main reason why is because I'm still I'm still freaking like 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 COVID shy when it comes to movie theaters, and I'm I'm like man, like it's gonna be like sardines in a can, you know? Like I like I'm gonna wind up in that one theater that you know, like when I when I go to pick my tickets, you know, like there's nobody in the auditorium, but when I actually get to the movie theater, all of a sudden it's like packed, and it's like what the fuck. <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, so I understand. yeah, so that's that's it. But um, but um, 
my boyfriend's my boyfriend's been going to going to movies now, and um, I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of you leaving my ass behind. So uh, <laughs> let's start going to the movies. So yeah, I haven't seen Shang, Shang Chi nor the Eternals yet, and I'm and I'm not gonna see Eternals until I see Shang Chi. So uh, it looks like I have a few things to do this weekend. Yeah, get on it. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of it. Uh, so that was like my big thing that I saw. I had my birthday weekend this past weekend. I went to the Encore, which is a relatively new casino in Massachusetts. Because um, as much as we are a liberal state, we're very like super strict with like so many things, like historically, like with prohibition and casinos and stuff like that. But anyway, I lost a couple hundred dollars when I was playing roulette and blackjack and I was like crap I'm just gonna go to the bar and have a drink <laughs> and then my friend taught me uh craps never played it before I made all my money back and I broke even oh nice that is a win that is a win, that is, that is a win. yes that what's, is a win. what's your favorite what's your favorite uh I guess billiards or, or, or gambling game what's, what's your favorite so my favorite just to enjoy and have fun is actually Texas Hold'em, mm -hmm. but I almost never play that when I'm in a casino because you have to like constantly put down money per turn. So ultimately one turn can almost cost you like a hundred bucks. Yeah. I don't have the funds for that. Yeah. So normally I just go to, if it's at a casino, I'll just play blackjack because I'll just pick a five or $10 minimum table and just kind of enjoy the experience. Mm -hmm. But now that I've learned craps, I, I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a good table. You know, it's it's good times. Yeah, I'm a I'm a blackjack person. There's something there's something exciting about like knowing like you know at most like there's only gonna be so many cards on the table. <laughs> yep. All right. So any anything else exciting going on in your world, Steph? Oh, that's about it. Hopefully, I'll have uh, more to report next week. All right. All right, Mark, you're up. Uh, yeah, I um, I played a little bit of the Halo. Um, Multiplayer this week. I'm not a I'm not a, a huge Halo fan. Uh -huh. I'm horrible at first person shooters, um, and so but I played the like tutorial sections of the game um, and, and had some fun with it. Um, so I enjoyed that. I've been playing a little bit of Forza Horizon Five. That game is insane. That yeah, game is so much fun. It is so much fun. Um, Listen, if we could just talk Game Pass for a second. Game Pass has... <laughs> I have played so many games that I would never, ever, ever, ever buy um, and loved them. And so... Um, so Forza Horizon 5 is one of those. And then Guardians of the Galaxy, I've been playing that, which has been super fun. I mean, oh, that game is... Oh, oh my god, really you guys fun. You guys have basically you guys have basically sold me on Guardians of the Galaxy. As soon as soon as I see it on sale for Black Friday, I'm getting it. Like it it shouldn't it shouldn't work. Um I don't I don't love the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that they're like from from the movie perspective, I think that they're perfectly fine. Um I'm not as crazy about them as everyone is. Um but Something about the game, it's really smartly written. It's its really, like, the, the mechanics are really fun. Um, it's just, it's, I'm having a ton of fun with the game. It is, it's really fun. Yeah, um, yeah, between between Stephanie, between Corey, and you're missing it now, I'm like, God, God I'm just going to get the damn game. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, 
uh, was was that was that everything? Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I would say real quick though, Mark. Like I'm not speaking of the Game Pass and stuff. Like I'm not a big racing uh, gamer, nor am I a big first person shooter gamer kind of. You know, but you know, like the fact that Game Pass exists, like I I might as well just you know download Forza and give it a shot. I mean, you know, why not? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Gorgeous and. <laughs> That's the honestly. It's that's more, the joy. It's it's a lot more narrative driven than I thought um, it would be. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, at least be, I've played it for maybe an hour or so. So at least the first hour is. But um, um, when it comes to racing games, I like Mario Kart. It's more fun. I understand that I don't have to like drive the car. Thou shalt not know? bring up Mario Kart in front of Laurent. Yeah. That's like what's, yeah. What's wrong with What's wrong with Mario Kart? Uh, uh. I feel like that should be a disclaimer before I come on this podcast <laughs> because I would have said no if I, if I couldn't bring up no, no, no. Mario Kart. No, 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 no. You can, no, you can talk about Mario Kart. You can talk about Mario Party. Yeah. <laughs> Mario Kart is one of the greatest games of all time. Laurent has been known to say, quote, I wish Mario Kart could die in a was it a uh, fire a cataclysmic fire? <laughs> yeah, I, I in all the years that I've been acquainted with Mario Kart and Mario Kart and Mario Party for the most part, like I, it's never been a fun time for me. And you know, like you know, like I'm probably the person to start that meme about, about Mario Kart and Mario Party ending friendships because I I swear to when when Rainbow Road appeared in in the Mario Kart games. Uh-huh. I was done. I, I played 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 a few times. I was done. <laughs> hey, hey, Laurel, in the new Mario Kart Deluxe, they have bumpers on the levels if you need help. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so you can play it and not worry about falling off. Am, am, am I being trolled right now? <laughs> yes. yes. Very much so. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> No, nah, no. I'm also known as the Nintendo villain on the Boss Rush podcast. So. Uh, I gotta go. I'm on the wrong podcast. It's okay, Mark. I'm on your side. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> it's it's cool though. No, like um, like uh, my thing about Mario Kart and Mario Party. Well, I enjoy not okay because. Uh, you know, I didn't just go buy the damn Mario Party game. Not the one that just came out, but the but the first one on the Switch. Like that's the first Mario Party game that I've actually enjoyed and had fun playing. Like and and you know, and, you know, it's not even because people because like when I when I turn around and say something about these games, like oh I hate them, it's like oh it's just because you lose all the time. It's like I enjoy I enjoy this I enjoy that Mario Party on the Switch. Whether I win or I lose, it's just something about that. All of a sudden, it's fun. I don't understand it, but yeah, you you take me back to the to the GameCube Mario Party. Like we we gonna fight. <laughs> well, it is what it is. What it is. Uh, I I also have been playing Forza Horizon Five. Like uh, like it, it's funny because last night on Crossroads we were last night on Crossroads we were we, the entire episode was basically dedicated to like the uh, the first the, the 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 first year birthday of the PlayStation Five, and we talked about so many other things around around PlayStation. Like we talked about Game Pass, we talked about Forza Horizon, we talked of course we talked about Nintendo, and you know, uh, <laughs> but um but yeah like. 
uh, I haven't had so I haven't had this much fun with a racing game since Burnout Paradise. Like I, it is it is freaking it is freaking fantastic. And I mean, you know, like I uh, like I liked everything from the soundtrack to the way they set you up and stuff like that because that 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 opening for the game, right, dropping you out of out of the back of a cargo plane, yeah, and so yeah. that that was some exciting stuff. I haven't had a rush like that in a, in a while with, sure. with a racing game because like racing games, racing games. You you get to a certain point in racing games where it's like if racing games aren't your thing, they just they just get bored, boring fast, you know. Um, but uh, but I'm I told the guys last night that right now, like I'm still, I I haven't bought my fourth vehicle yet because I just don't know what I I just don't want to stop driving the Supra right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, Game Pass Game Pass has been nice. Like I like I. I can't speak. I can't speak nothing bad about Game Pass. You know, I, I do. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I do wonder if this sales model is sustainable for them. But you know, like I, I know, I know to a certain extent it is because like people, like I, I don't play that many games off of Game Pass. I play the games that that catch my eye, and that's about it. You know, but I do know yeah. there are some people out there they play everything under the sun under Game Pass because you know some people just like saying they they they've tried these games out and stuff like that. But then I know for sure as other people that have Game Pass, they probably play one game every six months off of it you know you know but they have this they have the subscription and you say you know i wonder about that sales model sometimes but you know they just came out today and said it's fully sustainable and and i mean they they keep on talking about it like they're making money off of it which i don't understand how but yeah i love game pass it's, it's helped me feel like i can stay part of the conversation yeah um, and not just talk about the things that, that i love which is i obviously am a huge nintendo fan i really like playstation xbox is not really my thing but um i've been able to play games that i would never play and be able to to you know i can talk about halo 6 if i want to or mm-hmm. forza or psychonauts or um microsoft flight simulator which is also an insane game um so yeah, I mean it's it's a huge. I love it just to even dabble and, and stay relevant. Maybe they're kind of like how buffets are. They're just really hoping that they'll make money off the people that can only eat one plate. But then you get a couple people that'll just eat like six that, plates. That, that bring down right. the house. Yeah. Right. Yep. All right, but um, but yeah, that's it. Um, I mean, I'm just uh, biding my time. Like like the new start, uh, the the new season for Star Trek Discovery starts. Go comes on tonight. <laughs> but uh, I'm not I'm not that big of a trekkie that I'm gonna stay up tonight and watch. It. I'm just gonna get up very early in the morning and watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm just I'm just biding the time, and of course I'm waiting for uh, I'm waiting for Hawkeye. I'm waiting for that series. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Now you know what I you know sometimes I wish with the way with the way Disney Plus has been doing their like their series are very limited run series like you know like like I mean like Loki was six episodes like it looks like Hawkeye it looks like Hawkeye set to be six episodes uh WandaVision was WandaVision was nine episodes um Falcon Winter Soldier was was it five Yeah if you think of every Marvel Disney Plus show as two Marvel movies that's yeah. how they kind of break it up, right? So if they're an hour episode, if they're, if they're an hour long episode, then it's going to be six episodes because that's six hours. So that's roughly two movies, right? Yeah. If they're half an hour episodes, like one edition, then they're going to be nine and ten because then that's a roughly six hour movie. So that's I never, right I never thought of it like that. Thanks for, thanks for, thanks for enlightening me like that. I never thought of it like that. Boss Rush Entertainment. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. That's your expert. Yeah. That's right. 
Yeah, for real though. Um, for real though. So like, I'm I'm really am for Hawkeye. Like, I mean, honestly, I, I've always liked the Hawkeye character. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, the Hawkeye character in the MCU because I'm not I'm not really a fan of him in, in in the comics per se. I mean, like he's cool and everything, but I feel like there's there's I feel like there's other like baseline guys that are cooler than than you know than you know Hawkeye. But um, some about a <laughs> it's some about Hawkeye in the MCU is like it's like it's like it's his running is his running joke that he has no powers like he like his, sure. it's his own inside joke and um and like and it's always like an inside joke that he's like the older guy on the block and stuff like that. Yeah. so it's it's hilarious like um like I remember in um in uh in Civil War when he was trying to break Wanda out of uh out of the uh, Avengers out of the Avengers complex and uh and Vision started like like roughing him up and then he he picks himself off the ground. He's like, I knew I should have stretched. Yes. <laughs> Stuff yeah. like that, you know. That's kind of and, – and, and I like that Jeremy Renner can pull that off because, like, you know, like yeah. like before – I feel like before he got picked for that part, he wasn't he wasn't playing, like, comedic roles like that. But I feel right. like I feel like after he got Hawkeye, you know, like like then he was, like, getting, like, these really, like, funny man, like, like gigs. Like, like he was in Tag. That movie was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and there's some there were some other ones. I was like, man, like he's got the dude's actually got a little bit of range to him, you know. Um, yeah, so I can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for Hawkeye. There's some there's some rumors about that show, and if they pan out, whoo, it's gonna be really good. I have not been seeing. I have not I, honestly. Like, I get I get to a certain point. Like, what when the first trailers and stuff come out for things, like I'm 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 in there, but. Once yeah. we get close to like the actual like premiere dates and stuff like that, I stop. I stop messing around with trailers. I stop looking at information about it because I don't want spoilers at that point. Um, I, I tell myself every time that I'm going to be like that. Like I'm just going to watch the first trailer and then go in blind, and then I'm up at two o'clock in the morning, like looking at. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like uh, like right now, like I said, I'm waiting for season four of Disco- Star Trek Discovery to start, and I mean, like it seems like every day there's something new. I'm my feet about like what's what's going on in star trek and i'm like no yeah. <laughs> yeah all right then well um well that was uh that was a good segment um you know uh it's cool so i guess uh i guess now's the time that we talk about our we bring our big topics to the to the floor and you know what i will i will be the first i'll be the first person to fall on the sword tonight so uh so Here's my here's my talking topic for the night. Um, what is and this is um, this is going to be like a long form question, basically. Um, what is one thing about the video games industry that you that you dislike, and how would you change it? And when I say the industry, I don't just mean gaming. It could be it could be like many facets. Like for example, like 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 we've got companies like Activision Blizzard and, and Ubisoft that have sexual harassment, you know, BS going on. We've got um we've got companies that you know have diversity problems. Um, we've got we you know like shoot, EA is always killing us with microtransactions and and you know like very and grand and you know like Rockstar like just released a terrible like port of like every Grand Theft Auto game that was popular to like. To like kids growing up um so yeah so yeah it doesn't have to be like anything like negative or or, or bad or anything like this that, that's popular right now like what's like what's one thing you know in the gaming industry that that you know aggravates you or that you feel like could be changed like i will say i will say i will say this and this might come off as negative but i feel like one thing that um i feel like one thing that um that really aggravates and upsets me about the gaming industry sometimes is the fact that is the fact that 
the developers and publishers don't trust like the audience feedback. And when I say the audience feedback, I don't mean the people who just want more and more shovelware, like you know, like like the the seventy million Assassin's Creed or whatnot, stuff like that. When 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 we see things that are going on in, in a game or a gaming franchise, and we actually give like constructive criticism, like it sucks that they put out they put out the next sequel and it's got the exact same stuff going on in it that we were like, hey, don't do that anymore, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know. I know sometimes gaming development cycles, you know, like it takes about it takes about it takes not the not the immediate sequel but the next game after that sequel to start addressing those problems because they're already in the middle of developing the other game by the time we start you know like just saying hey like you can do this better or this can happen but honestly i just feel like you know like they they don't trust gamers and then again we're all writers here at boss rush we we also don't trust gamers (laughs) Because we see some of the, we see some of the stuff that gets that gets put out there when we when we talk about things you know in gaming you know it's like did you really pay attention to the article or you just want you just came here to like just just be a just you know just go into an echo chamber or whatnot um, but yeah as That's a good point because um, mm-hmm. sorry real quickly yeah because I remember it struck a chord with me when uh, I actually wrote the article when um, Dead Space re- uh, Remaster or Remake? Remaster, yeah, Remake. I, yeah. Remake was announced that part of what the team wanted to do was consult like fans of the series yeah. to make sure that when they do this that they'll do it right. I hope that they will actually take the feedback and run with it. But just reading that, I'm like, yay, you're actually making the attempt to do so. Well, no, I'm glad you're just pretending. Yeah, well, no, I'm glad you mentioned that because, um, because, uh, because they, um, the, the, the most recent, well, the only dev diary they've done so far, they had like a 45 minute like presentation about what they're doing with the Dead Space remake. And they actually had two actual people who are, who are big streamers on Twitch that had been running Dead Space. And, uh, and they actually invited them on board and, and talked to them about things and stuff like that. So yeah, they are taking some people's feedback and stuff like that. And I thought that was really cool. I'm, I'm a, uh, you, you know me, I'm a Dead Space junkie, you know, uh, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm very lagging behind on my Dead Space <laughs> right now, but uh, but yeah, like uh, I wish uh, I wish I had a better Twitch presence, so you know I could have been invited to one of those developer diaries and one of those deep dives and stuff like that. But you know what, my time's coming. <laughs> but but ultimately, uh, but ultimately, you know that's that's one that's one that's one thing I feel like. Uh, the companies that trust the fans more, you know, like, you know, if the companies are saying, hey, we're tired of, like, FIFA 21 having this and stuff like that, like, pay attention to that stuff because, like, ultimately it's going to hurt your bottom line. Like, you know, like, yeah, like, these games might still, like, you know, pump out the numbers and stuff like that, but there are declines that I think the companies don't look at, you know, like, if it's, like, if it's, like, a 5% decline from what it was, like, a year ago. They don't really pay attention to that. They they have to wait until like their games don't sell like half their sales goal before they start like oh maybe the fans were onto something. But you know if you're selling less and less units, because I thought in in the business world like you're 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 successful if you have like what is it like a, a thirteen plus percent you know over your yeah the the previous the, I know it's in budgeting you know like I think it, I know it's, I know I think it starts at thirteen percent and higher. Uh, it, you know, as far as monetary, but you know, if gaming were to break it down the same way, you know, like if, uh, if you're selling 15% more units of your sequel than you did of your, of your previous game, then that should be a mark that, you know, like things are going in the right direction. But if you're selling, if you're selling, if you're selling 5% or higher or 5% or more or less, 
that should also be an indicator that something's not right or something's not sticking with you with the fan base. And also, don't be afraid. To, don't be afraid to let a franchise go. Like if it looks like if it looks like it's dying on the vine, like go ahead and close it off. <laughs> oh my gosh, like, that's what, like the next point I was I was gonna make. It's like it's, sometimes it's okay to end a franchise and and start a new IP. Yeah, there's risk to it, but like there's also a risk on just ruining what was, you know, a, well not to keep using the same word, a great franchise. And I don't know, just. <sighs> Sorry, I, my rant was going somewhere and I ran out of steam. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, nah. So, how about you guys? Like, what's um, so yeah, what's what's something that what's something you think that the video game industry like should should change, or or make better? Not even change, like make better. For me, the first thing that came to my mind is so obviously I'm, I'm a Nintendo fan and. Um, and I always have been, and one of the reasons, obviously, they, they make great games and all of that, one of the reasons I really love Nintendo is you buy a Nintendo game, and you play it on a Nintendo system, you plug it in, you turn it on, and you start playing the game. You don't have to download an update, you don't have to wait for a patch, you don't have to wait, you just play the game with the developers intended it, and that just isn't the case for other systems. And it's it's becoming not the case for Nintendo games either. And and I just want I mean this isn't a new thought or whatever, but like I would rather wait for a game to release when it is ready to release than to have to, you know, have a broken game like like the Grand Theft Auto Ports or, or Cyberpunk or not even a completely broken game, but like a not perfect game and then download a day one patch like it used to be you bought a game and that was it. That was it. Yeah. What was on the cartridge and better for better or for worse, that's what you get. And and you know it's it's not like that anymore. And I just I, I wish we could go back to that a little bit and and not oh, have Mark, these. So the idea. <laughs> Did I? No, no, it's sorry. I totally, I totally agree though. So that it's on yeah. point. Yeah, it's just like. Like, you know, even, even, I mean, like when you put in a PlayStation game or an Xbox game, like it, you can't, if I, if I get a game, a PlayStation or an Xbox game, and I want to play it, I have to decide that I want to play it an hour before I actually want to play it. <laughs> and being a, a father of three young kids, if I have time to play a game, I've got 15 minutes right now, and that's it. I yeah. don't have 15 minutes in an hour from now. I have 15 minutes right now because they happen to be playing nicely outside. And so I've got a quick 15 minutes that I can play something. And so there is nothing more frustrating than when I've got time to play something and then I have to download an update to my controller or I have to download an update to the game or I have to install the game. And then you have to, you have to download the game and install the game. And so it's just like I just want to play, which is one of the main reasons why I love Nintendo because I can just plug it in, play it, and then be done in. 15 minutes mm. and those those times are becoming so fleeting and rare that i have time to myself that i just i, I need to get in and get out and and it's it has got to be fixed somehow and i think uh, that, I, that the industry is moving that way i think that there's all this talk about toxic work environments and and unrealistic scheduling and you know um what's it called crunch or, or whatever it's called um and and I, I think that it's trying to, to move out of this expectation of 
a bunch of suits setting a date based on money. Um, which, to be fair, I also get that, right? They're businesses and they, they have these models and they've got this science and they know when they're going to make the most amount of money and they need to do it. But what we're talking about here is games. So let's get them ready and get them out when they're ready to be out. Let's be realistic about when we think we're going to get them out from the beginning. I'd rather you tell me right now that the next Zelda game is not going to come out for three years and then play a fully complete game in three years then you tell me it's going to come out next month and then delay it five times or it's broken when you ship it. So yeah, I'm completely, I'm completely on, <laughs> I'm completely on board with that though. Like, I, I mean, I feel like, I feel like more, I mean, I know the logistics of why like games get delayed and why, why stuff like stuff happens, you know, things like that. But at the same time, at the same time, you know, I feel like, if companies are more transparent with us about like some things that are going on behind the scenes, they don't have to tell us everything, but you know, right. you know, like it, you know, like it took CD project red, like, you know, like their third delay to turn around and start talking to us about why they were delaying it, you know, stuff like that, you know? Um, <clears throat> but you know, um, companies just need a little more transparency, you know, of how they, how they, how they deal with us. And they also, they also need our, they also need to know that we understand because like at the same, you know, just like how, like in our regular everyday lives, like we, we have projects that wind up late we understand that, so it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a big problem for like other companies to get you know for video game companies to get it. Like, you don't have to you don't have to pull the wool over our eyes, you know. You know, right. you know, and give us a terrible game, you know. You don't have to do that. Right. Yeah. So I'm completely on board with that thought. And honestly, there are so many games that are coming out all the time now that I would love a little bit of a break in yeah. games that are coming out. So if you want to tell me that, you know, Halo 6 is going to be delayed for another month or two, great. I haven't played Mario Party yet. I haven't played uh, Death's Door. I haven't played, like, there's so many games that I haven't played uh -huh. yet. So great, I'll use that time to play games that I haven't played, and then let's play a fantastic game in two months from now when Halo 6 comes out. Um, so that's that's kind of where I see it. Delays don't bother me whatsoever i'd rather have a game that works when it comes out than yeah have something come out when i expect it to and it be broken do you guys think um you know in part you know being you know corporate um wanting to set dates and not really care um do you also believe it, it's partly some, the majority not all gamers but sometimes it's gamers attitudes like really being very demanding about having the, their game the games come out sooner than later like, where do you think a lot of that falls? I think, okay, you know, it, it's, it's going to sound bad because it basically sounds like I just stepped on what I said earlier at the beginning of this segment. Um, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like sometimes, like, us as gamers, we don't understand what we want. <laughs> we don't we don't understand what we want we you know and i'm not sure if it's just a whole thing of like you know like we have fatigue from waiting for games and stuff like that you know which is why i'm always getting on soapbox saying hey i know you got plenty of shit in your backlog to play like don't don't rush don't rush a good game and it turns out being mediocre or bad you know you know uh, you know but gamers gamers can't we can't help ourselves as gamers sometimes i mean you know um <sighs> I guess I also come from an era where, like, you know, like, uh, we hear about a game coming out in Japan and it takes five years of that game to get to us. So, you know, like, we we have that, we have way too much anticipation and things like that. Um, but, uh, 
I think the companies listen to us when we say, hey, we want the game now and don't pay attention to the fact that, hey, we don't we want the game now, but we don't want the game to be bullshit when you give it to us. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think I think it's a vocal minority, which is how it usually is in all things. Yes. Is that it's it's a vocal minority. And so you've got the people who are throwing a tantrum and they're throwing it loudly. Mm-hmm. But but I think if you take a step back and you look at gamers as a whole I think we're a pretty rational bunch, right? So if you, but it, but it starts at the beginning. If you if you're honest and upfront from the beginning, and you say, hey, and you set realistic expectations, and you treat your developers as humans, and you realize that they have they have to have work life balance, and so you say this game, you know, with crunch would take a year, but to treat everyone like a human would take two years. Well, tell us it's going to take two years, and then be the hero and release it in. 18 months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't take the two. Be the hero. Take the win, right? But but always, I mean, I, I, work, I work in advertising, and I'm on the account service side of things, so I'm not the creative side, but I'm the, the side that gets the credit for the creative. But, um, but I always come in saying it's going to take longer than it is and setting realistic expectations so that you can come in and be the hero and say, hey, we said we were. I'm just picking on Halo because it comes out next month. But um, you know, we said you know we were going to release it December eighth, but it's ready two weeks early. It's releasing today. I mean, that's what basically what happened with the multiplayer when they had the Halo 20th anniversary um, celebration. They said uh, multiplayer is available now, and uh, that was insane. Nobody was expecting to play that yeah. until December eighth, and it's available now. Yeah, yeah there's some glitches and stuff, but. You know, that's a win. Um, and I think it came from them saying it won't be available until December 8th. And then it turns out it's available a little bit early, so it's released something, right? I get where you're going with that, but at the same time, you know, like, I've, I've always feel like it's such a crock when you give us a half-ass game, you know? Like, the multiplayer is available, you know, now. You know, and I, and I get the multiplayer. The multiplayer is the least common denominator of like of like what a game is. You know, like multiplayer is usually just you know, uh, I'm exaggerating here. A handful of maps, you know, with a with a very controlled environment that you know, like people people just get in there and just have fun and just the map the maps recycle themselves over and over again and stuff like that. I get it. I I I'm one of those people who was like, you know what, you know what, don't don't BS us and give us multiplayer. Give us the campaign mode, then add multiplayer later. But, you know, that's... that's yeah, but I, I thought it was a pretty smart strategy, too, because if you do, you know, they're able to basically debug a bunch of things in the yes. multiplayer in a very limited scope and be able to say, okay, the controls are a little bouncy, or, you know, motion feels a bit too fluid, it's kind of tightening this up a little bit, or this is not working, but they don't have to release the entire campaign. And so, to, to me, I thought it was a pretty smart strategy to release the multiplayer first because they're able to use that as research and, and development and to make the game maybe even better than the releases that we can have for whatever releases. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. That's all. Sure. <laughs> all right. Um. Uh. I think did everybody get a chance to speak on that topic? I think so. I mean, so I, I think I need to take better notes <laughs> for, 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 for who, who talks about it. Yeah, yeah, I was on because I changed rooms. I technically didn't go, but oh no, um, no, 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 no. If you it, go ahead, if you got something to add to it, go for it. Only a 
like half ideas. Like, well, one is the obvious, so I won't go too much into it because it could be like a whole podcast worth that we've talked about before. But it it, it would be the toxic work environments, especially like again against women, because mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, just being a female gamer can be kind of tough in itself. But if I were to go with you know something else, not that that's not important, but again, that just seems like I think anyone who has a decent personality would be upset by that. Um, would be kind of now. Let me preface this by saying I understand this industry is still a business, but I do have issues sometimes with the way um, some publishers get a bit too greedy. Um, whether it's, I'm trying to, Lauren, you help me out. Like, there's a couple times where games, if you purchase on PS4, you actually have to pay. Yes. To PS4. Yeah, like one of the like one of the one of the glaring one of the glaring instances is uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, okay. Ghost of Tsushima director's cut, um, where like you have this like it's a twenty dollar upcharge to get the PS five. Well, it's you got to spend money. Well, for PS four gamers, you have to spend the money to get the PS five edition of it, uh, which is the director's cut, and you have to spend an additional cost to get the PS five enhancements and stuff like that. They they tried to do it with Horizon, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, and people, people literally like rained down on Sony on that one. Yeah, so thank you for reminding me because that's like probably one of the big prime examples I have. Because on the flip side, um, raising the price of new video games from like sixty to seventy dollars just as a whole, I'm okay with that because it's been a while since games have taken a price hike and inflation and stuff like that. I can yep. just generally live with because prices in general go up. But like when it comes to small stuff, like getting a simple system upgrade to a next gen console, a little bit here, a little bit there, I'm like. Again, while you're all a business, like, do you really need to do that? It just really kind of gets me upset. Mm-hmm. Even, like, for example, Nintendo. I've been kind of, like, quiet on this topic because I'm still unsure how I feel about the Nintendo expansion pack because I think I have both positive and negative opinions about it. Like, I, I And I believe it's possible to hold both opinions on it. I do feel mm-hmm. eventually that price will be worth it, but I just think that maybe right now it's not worth it. I'm like, oh, did you really guys have to just... I don't know. It just, I don't know. Nope, you're right. <laughs> you know, whether it's, um, and also remakes or remasters, I know sometimes the prices I feel like can be fair, but I don't know. It's just, there are a lot of factors. And, um, I don't usually play games where it, like, where you have to, like, have a bunch of microtransactions, but I particularly avoid them because of that. I don't yeah. Know, yeah, um, I um, I was I was thinking about mentioning the remix versus remaster thing earlier when we when we started the segment, but I was like, you know what, I don't want to I don't want to go that route because because I feel like it's a very broad area, you know, remakes and remasters, you know, like yeah. like you know, like one simple one simple change to something and it, and it, and it could technically be called a remake, <laughs> where at the same time one small tweak one small tweak in how it looks and it's just a remaster. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that was a good topic. Uh, thanks yeah, for like thanks for thanks for entertaining my my topic tonight, guys. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll go next. All right, cool. Uh, I brought a movie topic again. All I'm right. <laughs> um, okay. So hopefully, I should have asked this before we started the podcast. But uh, did y'all see the the trailer, the second trailer for Spider Man No Way Home? 
I've been avoiding it. No. You know what? Oh, you know what? No, I need a second topic. You know what? You know what? Uh, let me go watch it now. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's okay. Um, so I guess I guess my question is, it's more centered around like um, fan expectations, and so so okay. So oh, wait, wait, wait. I think I know where you're going with this. Is it? Did the Green Goblin's not Willem Dafoe, right? No, not okay. that. Okay. Um, so, so okay. They released the second trailer for Spider-Man on yesterday, uh-huh. before I can't remember earlier this week, um, and they had a special fan viewing of the trailer. Now, there's been rumors and rumors and rumors about this movie, and basically. You know, there's been a ton of stuff that hasn't been officially announced, but everyone knows it's going to happen, right? Um, but until it's officially announced, I guess it's not real. Um, and so then, so so there are rumors that um, the previous Spider-Man are going to be in, in this next movie, right? Uh-huh. And we've seen one trailer already that showed um, Alfred Molina returning as as uh, Doctor Octopus, Doctor Topak. Um, and then there were hints in that trailer of Green Goblin, and you could kind of hear uh, Willem Dafoe's laughter in that. And there was lightning striking, and so there's Electro, and that's Electro, um, yes, Sand, and so Sandman, right? So, so there were hints in the last trailer, and so then there were there was a lot of speculation about this next trailer that it was going to show all three Spider-Men, right? Um, and there was also rumors that it was going to show other heroes in, in the in the thing from. A particular Netflix show, um, and so, so then on top of that, Marvel goes and announces a a fan viewing of the trailer in Los Angeles um, with with several surprise guests, is what they say. So expectations are sky high for this trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, and the trailer comes out, and, and y'all haven't seen it, so I'm not going to spoil anything. But my my question is is um is centered around you know fan expectations versus like 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 what is the what is the when is it uh what is the responsibility of movie makers to deliver on fan expectations or to or you know to to kind of tease things but then not deliver on them and is it okay for fans to be upset if they've hinted at things but then they don't deliver at it i kind of it's kind of just kind of a broader conversation on and i'm having to adapt on the fly because i haven't seen the trailer so it's not really um fully formed in my head but but kind of just a larger conversation on fan expectations you know expectations versus reality and and what is it okay to be what are your thoughts on you know being upset about things not not delivering the way that you thought that they would. So I have I don't know if it's really going to end up being a hot take or not, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just brutal like that. I just feel like fans, uh, viewers, like if they get disappointed because of all all the hype and expectations that they said, that's their own damn fault. Yeah. I'm sorry. Unless <laughs> unless like the. Um, We'll just use Marvel, just for example, because you alluded to the Spider-Man uh, trailer. Like, let's say, are I, 
I don't know if hinting something that might not actually be true, like a bait and switch, like unless there's a rare situation where a bait and switch type scenario happens where they're promising something that just didn't happen, which then that would clearly be their fault. I just feel like, you know what? It's, it's their, it's the company's job to get people hyped up for something. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. that's what it is. Like that's their job. Hype, 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 hype. And yeah, I've definitely been disappointed by several movies, video games because of hype, but I never ever go, it's Nintendo's fault or it's Marvel's fault. It's my own damn fault for being like, this is going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. That's why I just think that fans, they only have themselves to blame. (laughs) Our thoughts are one on that one for real, because, uh, because I mean, you know, like uh, I've, I've, I've built into the hype. I've, I've jumped on the hype train, you know, for a few things and stuff like that, you know, and yeah, like, uh, I walked out and been like, Oh man, I didn't see what I wanted to see, but it was still a good movie, you know, or, or I didn't get what I wanted out of this game, but I still have fun, you know, stuff like that. Um, I, it's, if, if the, uh, if the movie company, if the movie company or, or the producers or whatnot, you know, have, have generated the hype, they've done their job. That's, they've done their job in that, in that regard. Uh, you know, after that, it's all up on us. It's, it's like, it's like how I have this conversation about like, you know, um, you know, uh, I, <laughs> this is gonna, this is such a bad analogy, but I think it works in this situation. Uh, you have a kid. They're growing. You have you have a child. They're growing up and stuff like that. I've always felt like it's the parents' responsibility to 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 teach and and, and you know and you know like ingrained in them like a, a level of common sense. You know before they get out into the world. You know because like we've seen people who are just like complete idiots. It's like man, did your parents even like raise you or something? You know stuff like that. You know. Um, so, but it, so yeah, so you know, they, but up to a certain point, you know, like once they get to a certain age, like they should have had all the common sense learning they 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 needed, so they can formulate their own common sense off of those off of those lessons, those practices, and stuff like that. Same thing goes with the with the entertainment industry. Give us something, let us get let us get intrigued, let us get hype about it, and then you know, let it go. You know, let it go. You know. If we, if we as the as consumers of the entertainment vehicles, you know, do what we're supposed to do, you won't get all this crazy review bombs, you know, on, on uh, you know, like on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that, you know, because somebody just got upset because oh, um, they showed they showed Angelina Jolie in the trailer and she was only in the movie for two minutes, you know, <laughs> or you know, stuff like that, you know. I don't know why I don't know why I jumped out in my head like that, but but I mean, we. We are our own worst enemies as consumers. We 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 really are because you know. What if you? I've seen movies where like you know the trailer. The, well, and yeah, sometimes sometimes Hollywood is the blame for it. They'll give us a trailer for something that looks that looks absolutely like one thing. Like they give us a trailer for a movie that looks like a complete action fest. So you know they get all the action junkies out there, and then they we sit down in the movie theater and are like, this is straight drama. Or this is a rom com. How how this happen? You know stuff like that. You know, so yeah. Sometimes sometimes Hollywood is to blame on that, but a lot of times it's it's, it's our own damn faults when we get all like upswept in that stuff. And, you know, like we have to we have to garner our ex- we have to govern our own expectations and our own hype. But and we're not always the best people to do that, which is why you know we wind up getting like a whole bunch of movies that are the exact same movie as the previous one that came out. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of times we are our own worst enemy. Uh, I, I do think that. I mean, I agree. It's the studio's job to to get people excited about a movie and talking about it and to get butts and seats, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do take issue when they purposely try to uh, say that things are going to happen a certain way and they don't happen that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but you know, there's that. There was that. Uh, when WandaVision was happening, there was that quote from Paul Bettany where he said in the final episode, he got to act alongside an actor that he had never acted with before, and so everyone was speculating that it was like you know Ian McKellen as Magneto or like some like really amazing cameo, and he was making a joke in that he got to act alongside himself because there was no white vision and there was him as vision. Um, And so that was a misinterpreted thing, but that wasn't intentionally, he wasn't intentionally trying to get people to get all hyped up and stuff. He just was being silly, right? So that that kind of thing, that's on me. I agree with that. Like, I was like, oh, yes, we're going to have, like, the first X-Men, you know, in in the MCU or or whatever. Um, But I do take some, some umbrage in in studios deliberately trying to set things up a certain way, and I think that people want, uh, and then it doesn't really. Go you know, way. it's funny you bring a one division because I, I, sw- I swear to God, when when when, uh, when Evan Peters rolled up in there, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is it. <laughs> I was like, this is it. This is how we get the. This is how we get the X Men into the MCU. <laughs> and then right. I was like, like, no, what was that guy's name? I forget what what that guy's name was. Ralph Boner. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I was like, man, Ralph. <laughs> who bears a striking resemblance of Quicksilver. <laughs> the other Quicksilver, I should say. Uh, real, real, real quick, who was your favorite Quicksilver? Uh, was it was it MCU's Quicksilver or was it or was it X Men's Quicksilver? Excellent. Okay, I, second. I mean, he, he had more time to be developed. I mean, the other Quicksilver was there. there. True, true, true. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm a fan of the guy that played Kick Ass. That's that's all. <laughs> Uh, actor-wise, quality of acting-wise, quality of role, the MCU's Quicksilver, I think, was better. But in terms of, like, awesome scenes and, and set pieces that are around the game, I mean, you we, 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 had him, we had them for, what, three movies? Uh, Evan Peters? The MCU? Uh, yeah, no, the X-Men, X-Men Quicksilver. Was it three movies or two movies? I know. I remember seeing him in... I remember for sure he was in two movies, but I can't remember if he was in... the If he... If he was in every movie after uh, Days of Future Past, I can't. I, can't I think remember. he had a cameo in Apocalypse. Uh, that yeah, he did. He did. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think it was three. But okay. I mean, it doesn't get better than Time in a Bottle from Days of Future Past in the, yeah. in the kitchen. So. Yes. <laughs> well, man, I as soon as we you know get off this pod, I'm definitely gonna watch that trailer and I'm gonna try and see. It's a perfectly fine trailer. I think it was a rushed trailer. I think they're in a difficult position. There's also rumors of Sony and Marvel fighting. Sony wanting to tout the, the legacy films and the legacy um, actors that are in the movie and Marvel wanting to be like, no, we need to keep it secret and have people come and experience it first day. And so I think that that's what's happening. And so I think they rushed a trailer and there's some shots in there. There's a character that looks super CGI'd and it looks really bad. But I mean, oh, it's, a, no. it's a perfectly fine trailer. Um, and it made me excited for the movie. It's just my expectations were 
like astronomically high because why else would you have a fan event for a trailer and with you know multiple surprises and whatever and then it's just like it was just it was just a trailer right yeah it was a perfectly fine trailer um but it, it the the push behind it was a bit much mm-hmm. Gotta love it when big companies. Well, I I don't know if it's true, but can you imagine if the two Sony and Marvel were just squabbling over something? In, I wouldn't say insignificant, but goodness, to know but what what, what, <laughs> what stakes does I mean what um what am I trying to say? Uh, Sony, Sony has no ground to stand on. They they don't produce good Spider-Man films. They, they, I mean, like, the, the first three were, were, were good films, but my point is they kind of are a mess when it comes to everything else. Yeah. And, and the MCU has this track record of groundbreaking, serialized storytelling. They've got a great Spider-Man in their stories. And so Sony's saying, now we think it should be this way. And Marvel's like, well, multiple billion-dollar franchises say elsewhere, elsewhere you know, so uh, maybe you should listen to us. Man, to be a fly on that wall. Right? Seriously. I, w- I would just love to see the slap fighting that would just happen <laughs> in that meeting room. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this, hap- this happens a lot, again, with Hollywood, but also video games. I hate to bring up, like, a common video game one, but it made me think about when, I don't forget if it was at E3, but they were showing what they were thinking what Wind Waker was going to be. Oh, everyone was expecting. Oh yeah, like a, a darker, adulty Zelda, and then I f- they got. I forget. Waker. I forget what. Uh, I forget what. Um, what event that was revealed at, where it was showing Link and Ganon like throwing down in that in that one dungeon and stuff, and everyone was like, "This is it. This is the next. This this is the next Zelda game." And then we got that. We got Toon Link, which. I will admit, I will admit, I was I was very disappointed by that. But I didn't. What I did not realize though is Wind Waker is going to become one of my favorite Legend of Zelda games. But I I blame Nintendo for that. Nintendo set expectations. Yeah, and said here's what you should expect, and then said, hey, we're going to show you the next Zelda game, but didn't give any warning. Hey, this might be different than what we initially showed you. Oh yeah. Oh well, here's. Yeah. One example where I do feel like right. it is more than them, the fans, for sure. Oh, here's oh, yeah. here's a, here's another good example of it. Remember when remember when they had that PS3 tech demo that was basically the opening of Final Fantasy VII? Remember that one? Oh, yeah, and and, and basically and basically like it got it, it, it grew such it, it grew such an ugly head that they turned around and they decided to use that that footage from that. For the Final Fantasy uh, Seven, um, it was the uh, was a Crisis Core. It was on PSP. Basically, basically that game ended with the with the opening to Final Fantasy Seven with the train and stuff, and and that's how they tried to slide it off to us, and it, and all it did was piss the fans off even more to the fact that now we actually do have the actual remake for Final Fantasy Seven in the works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but good, uh, you know, sometimes well, we do it to ourselves, but at the same time, you know, sometimes the developers give us the ammunition. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, thanks, Mark. Like I said, I'm yeah. hitting up that trailer. I'm gonna. I'm excited for the trailer regardless, but it makes me now think about kind of how I was feeling after the first trailer slash all the things that I'm seeing fans were so excited about prior to the release of this current trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, huh, I wonder how that would have affected my thinking if we did not have this conversation now. Sure, sure. And don't get me wrong, I'm super excited for the movie. I think it's going to be a great movie. I think it's going to be really fun. Um, I just, it was not, what the hype around it was, it didn't quite come through. I hope. All right, Stephanie, you're you're up. So I kind of wanted to go more towards the end just because I couldn't make up my mind. So I guess I could let you guys um, pick between the two because Mark brought up like a, a movie-related one. So what, what I was going to kind of bring to the table is like also a Marvel and DC discussion. If no, not everyone watched The Eternals, maybe we could talk about either high level or just our favorite um, superhero and why. And a, a video game topic was what I was ranting about before we recorded, and that's just the holiday seasons are uh, holiday season is coming up, and we're starting to see not just game, video game industries becoming greedy, in my opinion, but we're also seeing retailers like Best Buy and Walmart get really greedy by putting just the chance of obtaining a PS5 behind a paywall. So, yeah. which of the two seems? I mm, I do I do like the I do like the, the the conversation that can be started off the whole like Walmart and Best Buy doing their shenanigans because this buys into the scalper mentality you know um, basically basically it it you know basically it's like their own version of the lottery which you know like and in a certain way I feel like is already rigged to lose because guess what you have people now who buy into this thing, you know, but their chances of getting them aren't that much greater than if they were just regular consumers. Now, you know, they just, like Best Buy just, just pull $200 a year out of somebody, you know, and they still don't get their PS5, you know, or they, Mark, or they still won't get their Switch OLED, you know. <laughs> Mark, have you heard of this? Yeah. I heard you all talking about it when I first signed on, but it yeah, sounds like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if you don't mind, maybe we'll, we'll just do that then and just yeah. real quick about the scalper thing. Like, scalpers, they probably won't care. They'll probably sign up for that because when they end up selling it yeah. on whatever, they'll, they'll make that money they'll back. They'll make the money back. Yeah. So, yeah, so I pulled up some articles here just so I can have the the data, the, the accurate information in front of me. Um, so a new restock of the PlayStation 5 transpired at a retail storefront at Best Buy recently. Um, but this latest restock proved to be quite frustrating for many consumers because it's, in a sense, locking PS5 restock behind a paywall. Basically, um, the new restock of the PS5 at Best Buy will be only available to those who take part of the Total Tech program. Each, uh, essentially, this membership costs $200 annually. So imagine having to pay $200 up front for an annual membership just to have, again, a chance at getting a PS5 uh, in their latest restock. Walmart, similarly with their Walmart Plus, which is $98 per year, um, and that is the only way uh, people can get a PS5 restock from them. They have to sign up for the $98 Walmart Plus. I see Mark blinking rapidly. <laughs> yeah, I just, I had to, I had to, 
<laughs> process all that. I mean, this is going to make me sound super douchey or whatever, but I I was able to get a PlayStation um, Five on in the first week. Actually, I got two. I, sorry, um, I got I got two. Because I thought oh, one wasn't going to come through. Look at this guy. Um, look at this guy. And so, but, and so and I sold the second one for face value. I did not make a profit off of it. I sold it for exactly what it was worth just because I wasn't going to make a profit off of that. Um, so so the, the scarce, I believe that they're scarce. I believe they're hard to get. That wasn't my experience. And so I have trouble kind of putting myself in that viewpoint. Um, but the, from the more and Best Buy perspective, are they limiting the number of people who can have this membership? Like, does it? Put, I mean, I, I know that it would put you in a smaller pool because you have to be willing to pay the two hundred dollars to the one hundred dollars to have a thing. But they're not limiting. The, like, it doesn't increase your chances of getting the PlayStation or an Xbox, right? Right, because uh, because if, if if I understand it well, and and um, I did the uh, I I did the look up on the Best Buy one. Um, if I understand it, basically, basically it's just a program for you to get extra perks for shopping from the company. But you know, to allocate to allocate, you know, like like units of 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 a consumer item, you know, that's that's absolute bullshit. <laughs> it is, it is, you know, and yeah, like if if people want to come at me in my mentions later on social media that I'm just sounding like you know one of those guys that's crying about how it's unfair and everything, I got day one PS5. I got mine on launch, <laughs> uh, so so that's not even, that's not even the here nor there. But basically, what I'm saying is like like this is to use to use a more to use a more like like you know popular analogy. This is like when, this is like seeing politicians you know going out and changing the changing the lines of the districts for how people vote. That's basically what this crap is. You know, it's setting themselves up. For something that they know other people can't have, you know, and that's really what it is. Because like, okay, Walmart's getting extra hundred. Walmart's getting hundred bucks a year from a bunch of people. Best Buy's getting two hundred dollars a month. And I looked at Best Buy's perks. They are not. They are not all that, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I looked at those, and plus the fact that it's kind of sketchy on on Best Buy's page. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, hold on, let me pull it up, and I'll throw it in Twitch chat for anyone uh, for anyone that's watching right now, so they can take a look at it and and, and see what it's what's about too. But but what I don't like about it is the fact that you know it tells you it tells you on the surface what you're going to get, but at the same time it doesn't give you any like real like meat and potatoes for what's actually for what's actually going to happen for you if you get it. The information is in the Twitch chat right now. But the benefits of the Best Buy Total Tech membership. All right, now remember this is a one ninety nine ninety nine yearly membership. You're going to get free Geek Squat tech support, uh, which is available twenty four seven three sixty five. In all seriousness, like. Okay, not count the 24-7, 365, but most people who buy the Geek Squad program, you know, whenever they buy new items, they get that anyway. You know, that's not a big deal. Of the 24 months total product uh, protection with an active membership, free delivery, and standard installation. If I'm not mistaken, that used to be included when you bought, like, major appliances. If, like, if something went over, like, a certain dollar amount, you got the free delivery and installation anyway. Um, VIP access to dedicated phone and chat teams. We got to pay for that? <laughs> we got to pay for your customer service? <laughs> uh, 
access to exclusive Toltec member prices. That's okay. So that right there, like, um, if anyone remembers the Best Buy, um, the Best Buy, uh, pow uh, uh powered up gamers club, that's what that used to be. You know, um, free two day shipping. Uh, <laughs> most times you buy something off the off of GameStop, off of GameStop, off of Best Buy's website. You're usually gonna get the free shipping. Usually, <laughs> usually, but it looks like now, you know, and I'm not, you know. Um, I'm not sure if COVID has something to do with all this stuff. You know, like things are just getting tight. And, you know, like everybody's got to watch how they, you know, uh, corporations that they watch how they spend their money and seeing find new avenues of making money. That could be it. But you know, like an extended 60 day return and exchange window. Uh, we have the Best Buy. We have the Best Buy Rewards membership. Where if you spend X amount of money, you wind up getting almost two whole months of like returns and exchanges. You know, like you know, as long as like. As long as, like, you know, you didn't do some something really crazy to the to the uh, to the item, and nine times out of ten, you, you you go to the customer service line and raise a big enough stink about it, they'll take the return anyway. <laughs> um, and then everyday savings on repairs, advanced services, and more. That's basically what's lined out on the website uh, for for the Total Tech membership for Best Buy. But what it doesn't break down is like what all these discounts and what all these perks really right. are. Access to exclusive Total Tech member prices. What does that mean? Do, is uh, am I getting a hard number? Am I getting five percent off? Am I getting twenty percent off? Am I getting forty percent off? Or 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 it just a variable needle based on based on you know like shoot, am I gonna walk in buy a three thousand dollar Alienware that's sitting on their shelf and they're gonna give me what three percent off? Yeah, <laughs> you, I can't I I can't buy into the to the vagueness of this. You know like um. I like a good I like a good rewards program as long as it's doing something. And this right here just tells me that they can't guarantee I still get a PS5 or an Xbox Series X or a Nintendo Switch OLED or whatever the hell or an Oculus the, the new Oculus. They, they they can't guarantee me that they can't not for two hundred dollars. I guess I don't. Uh, I guess if this would have happened the day that PlayStation Five came out or the Xbox Series X came out, wouldn't that would be one thing? Given the fact that these have been so hard to find and people have been trying to find them for over a year and they still can't, there'll be shortages into next year as well. This just there's no way from a pure PR perspective that that Best Buy can look or Walmart can look good doing yeah, this. The other thing too is okay. That's a really good point. Well, here's here's one more thing I'm gonna say about that. I'm I'm sorry, Stephanie, I didn't mean to cut you off. Here's one more no, thing I'm gonna right. say about that. Like, does this guarantee that if I go into the store and put money down on it, that somebody with a bot online is not gonna scoop up, you know, like my potential purchase? Right. Can Walmart guarantee that? Hell, can Target guarantee that? Because Target was the first place I tried to get a PlayStation from. Yeah. No, oh, but you're right, Mark. It, I think a lot of it is timing. It's it's definitely it's not it, it doesn't look good optically. Yeah, you know, people good. are struggling to 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 get this. Like, and again, like Laurent um, uh, on Crossroads, just talking about the one year anniversary of the PS5, and, and look what's going on. And also just the time of year, like Black Friday, guys. Mm -hmm. like, people get literally people killed. Being trampled on at a at Walmart, you know, like people in general are just vicious, I, competitive. I guarantee them to you. Yeah. I guarantee them to you. Like, okay, so like Thanksgiving is the twenty fifth next week, right? I guarantee them oh. to you. People are going to be people are going to be lined up camping out the night that Best Buy closes on the twenty third on Tuesday. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be out there the whole damn day. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, actually, no, no, I, I take that back because um, they'll be closing on Thursday, so they'll be out there that Wednesday night, the twenty fourth. They'll they'll endure the entire day. Well, then again, because like this is another reason why this is another reason why why, re, why retail working retail has killed me for the holidays. Like like now, people actually do have to come to work on Thanksgiving. <laughs> We got stores open up on Thanksgiving. Like, like, sh- like shit. Like, uh, like stores are open at like what? I, I think the earliest I've seen some stores open up is like six p.m. Yeah. On Thanksgiving. No, like why? Like, I'm sorry. Just for Thanksgiving with family or friends. Like, really, do we need to cut into one of the few major holidays that we have? I, I I'm sorry. It just it plays right. into this whole, like, just greed and yeah and again like these companies know that it gets crazy this time of year so they know oh they're they'll spend those two hundred dollars because they're Uh desperate to get their nephew niece or husband wife whatever that ps get them the ps5 even though it's not guaranteed right yeah it's just i mean yeah like i said it'd be one thing if they did this on launch day um it's still icky if they did it on launch day but but um, less so than now. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. Like, even though I do appreciate the good and occasional uh, rewards program, but I, I'm also rewards programmed out. Every single company Everything. has a rewards program. I have too much. Like, I just I lose track. Like, I I, I don't know. I'm getting fit fatigue. And 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 real quick on the GameStop because you. You had that Freudian slip of GameStop. I think they do something similar with the pro membership. Well, they'll email the, you know, because I'm a pro member, like, hey, by the way, we're going to restock soon. But in one defense of GameStop, not that I'm a fan of GameStop, but the one thing I have in defense of them, their annual membership is, I don't even remember, but it's that cheap. Like, it's yeah, it's, it's worth it. Right. it. Well, yeah, it's practically worth it. Right. I mean, listen, they're businesses and they're trying to make money and you can't, you can't fault a business for trying to make money. That's why they're a business, right? Uh-huh. But there are ways to do it to make you look as even if you don't care about people, even if behind closed doors, you really just hate people. There are things, there are very simple things that you can do to, to make it look like you care about people. And I mean, look at, look at REI that doesn't open on doesn't do Black Friday or doesn't do doesn't open on uh, Thanksgiving so that their employees can go and spend the holidays. I bet that collective decision as a company, which probably started as an advertising or PR campaign, not as a business idea, um, is making doing really well for that company because they're one of the few companies that is saying we prioritize humans and human interaction more than making money. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they're probably making more money because of that decision, and it probably was a money-based decision, but there are ways to couch things and to hide things behind good PR, and it doesn't take much to give people warm fuzzies about our company, but doing something like this is just capitalizing off of people's feeling of desperation and wanting to have a good holiday and win the holiday, right? Um, for something that's, that's not a guarantee, and that's a, and that's and you know I'm glad you said it like that because because which which came first capitalism or consumerism which what what it's like chicken and the egg here you know like, right you know like I <laughs> here's a here's a good idea about consumerism like like your 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 fridge is stocked full of food but you still go out to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like the you know, and, and capitalism, you know, like um, like 
capitalism we're using a food analogy like they'll like they're gonna they're gonna get you they're they're gonna get you into the seat you know with some with some like sweetheart deal but there's but you have to be but you're required to make an additional purchase you know at the restaurant what do you think will happen to situations like these at Best Buy and Walmart where let's hope in a year in 2023, maybe not late in 2023, where, you know, shortages will finally catch up and there'll be just a regular supply of PS5s and Series X and OLED. Like, how will that be a selling point for them anymore? They're going to have to... They're gonna have to make. They're gonna honestly have to make whatever perks and incentives at that point really worthwhile for for spending that extra money. Because I mean, it's just like how we argue. It's just like how we argue. Like argue, I guess. So like how we say, like a lot of people, like I can justify, like and I'm, this is not me taking a shot at the Nintendo Switch Online, but I couldn't justify paying the thirty five dollars. You know the the what is it? Uh, the fifty dollars and the eighty dollars. I couldn't justify paying that when I already have like different memberships going on already. You know, I just couldn't justify it. Same thing applies though. Like people are going to be spending a hundred dollars at Walmart, two hundred dollars at at Best Buy. I, heaven forbid Target have one. Tar Target's probably going to be like smack in the middle, or maybe the most ex more expensive one. You know, because that's how Target rolls. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like all these all these perks and incentives are coming out, and then people sit down and realize, hey, like either I didn't make enough back on it to justify this. Or I just didn't use it enough. Why am I getting why am I getting into it and stuff like that? And then you have people buying out, you know. Or people who are canceling after the first year because they got exactly what they wanted. Like for example, Stephanie, you said earlier, this is great for the first time for people who are moving into a brand new house for the first for that first year. You know, this is great for them, you know, because like they can get all their appliances and you know their major hardware and everything like Best Buy is like a playground for me. Like I walk into Best Buy sometimes to not even buy stuff. Like I, but I'm always in there. I'm, I'm, if I'm not looking at like the Google Home stuff or like Philips Hue, I'm in the video game section. I'm not in the video game section. I'm looking at damn televisions, even though I just bought a damn TV. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I I'm always looking for an Xbox Series X that they never seem to have in there and stuff like that. Or I'm always in the computer section looking at different hard drives and all that stuff. It's a playground to me. So, but you know, like. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna spend two hundred dollars for their incentive for their incentive program, I'm going to get the I'm gonna get the most out of it that I can because when it comes down to the end of the year and I'm re and they're like okay it's time to renew, I'm like I don't know if I want to spend two hundred more dollars. Yeah, but you know what, people they're gonna be fine. Just like Nintendo's gonna do fine with their Nintendo Switch Online, people are gonna pay for it, and people are gonna be people are gonna complain about it, but they're gonna pay for it because it has Mario and Zelda, and people love Mario and Zelda, right? And so. And so Best Buy people are going to sign up for this because they want a PlayStation 5, and they're going to forget what they're, what they're hoping to bank on is people who sign up for it and forget it on renews every year, so it's an easy $200 show to make mm -hmm. every year. Um, and that middle-class group that can afford to lose $200 a year and not pay attention to it um, is is going to, you know, upper middle-class is going gonna, is gonna, to... Uh, sign up for this membership and forget about it because they're going to get their PlayStation and it's going to auto renew. Oh, okay, I need to remember to cancel that. And yeah. So they don't need to do anything else to make this more incentivizing. To make it, people want a PlayStation Five, they're going to sign up for it and they're going to Best Buy's going to think this is a huge success because people vote with their money and we're going to pay for it. If you want a PlayStation Five, you're going to you're going to pay for it. If you want an Xbox, you pay for it. Um, I pay for my Nintendo Switch Online. You can see my. 
Nintendo 64 controller right there. I um, want it so badly, but I heard it's not going to get restocked till 2022. How is this the case? I know. I'm sorry to make you feel bad, but it's amazing. It's so much fun to play on it, and it the, the rumble on it is great. It's so much fun. See, like a lot of people crap on that controller, and sure, it, may, may, it might not be the best controller, but I miss it, and I can't yeah. wait to sit and stop yeah. by. Yes, it felt so good. To, I mean, it is so awkward to hold, but it just felt so good to play those games on that controller. Once again, it was so much fun. See, I what I what I, what I appreciate about it, about about it is the fact that you guys get absolute nostalgia about it. It, it it's awesome because you know, like like I said, even though it's not for me, like I love the fact that people are getting pure joy off and stuff like that. All right. Um, Wonderful topics, everybody. That was some good stuff. Uh, yeah. I think um, you know. I think we can go ahead and uh, and wrap this segment up because um, it's getting kind of late, and I know I know folks got an adult. I gotta I gotta get ready for the new Star Trek season season premiere. <laughs> oh yeah, totally adulting. Around. Yeah. Hey hey, we 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 find our responsibilities wherever we can. <laughs> All right, so uh, everyone, that's our show for tonight. As always, we'd like to give a big thanks to you for tuning in to the Bossers Podcast. Um, thank you, Mark, for uh, for being our guest tonight. Uh, we love having you on, Mark. It's yeah, fun. yeah. I love being on. I want to be on all the time. This and is you, so much fun. And I love your entertainment topics because I feel like I feel like uh, me, Corey, and 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 you, Stephanie. If, if if I can, if you don't mind me speaking for you, we always seem to bring like the gaming stuff, but you bring the entertainment stuff, and it actually it's actually refreshing. You know, like not saying that we can't do it, but you know, we're just we're just gaming nerds, sure. and and like we do appreciate. <laughs> me too, but I figure you are going to talk you're about you're gaming stuff, or am I? Or am I dead? To not be. Oh, I'm to dead. Not be, uh, <laughs> Oh, we can hear you. Oh, we can hear us. I'm talking to him. He's, he's about clearly going on, on my headphones. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. My last topic and how you talk about ultimately people will pay. Like a lot of your takes are very like Ron said, very refreshing. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we'll be inviting you back on soon. Oh hell yeah! Please hell do. Yeah. I have, Don't. I have, don't be a stranger, and you know what? Go ahead and um, go ahead and plug yourself, man. Where can where can where can our where can our audience find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on, on uh, Boss Rush. Um, I, I do the entertainment side, and I also do gaming too. But um, I have a, a weekly feature right now: movie marathon reviews. I'm going through all of the Spider-Man movies um, and reviewing them. And this week, I'm watching Venom. Um, or Spider-Man adjacent movies too. Um, I just did uh, Into the Spider-Verse last week. Um, and then uh, you can also find me on Twitter, except in Herrera as my Twitter handle. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's where you can find me. All right, Stephanie, you're up. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Klimov, K-L-I-M-O-B as in Victor underscore author. And um, maybe not so much this month, but you can find some of my articles occasionally on bossrush.net. <laughs> All right. And 
And as always, you can find me on social media, gaming platforms, uh, as well as my Twitch and YouTube uh, YouTube sites, Exodus803, E-X-O-D-U-S-803. Uh, don't forget Crossroads PlayStation Podcast every Tuesday night, usually between 8 and 8.30 p.m., depending on depending on what's going on or what guests we have on. Uh, it's always a good time, PlayStation stuff. Um, and uh, don't and you know what? Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. We're all part of the Boss Rush, uh, the Boss Rush writing team. Check out some of the check out some of the stuff that not only we put out on the on the website, but also check out what our peers and colleagues are doing over there too. There's a ton of editorials and shows for uh, from our ever growing family of con- uh, creators and contributors out there for your pleasure. So head on up to BossRush.net and check that all out. Don't forget about the Boss Rush Network Discord if you like to talk about games, media, sports, food, much more, all that stuff. Come in, join the Discord. It's a friendly community. This has been episode 109 of the Boss Rush Podcast. Be sure to come back and join us next week when we have more interesting stuff to talk about. And Corey, get better soon. We miss you, bro. All right, everyone. That's it for us. That's it for us tonight. Have a good one.